0: Welcome to Canada's Most Irreverent Talk Show. This is The Andrew Lawton Show, brought to you by True North. Hello, welcome to The Andrew Lawton Show, Canada's Most Irreverent Talk Show here on True North, another live edition of the program, Tuesday, June 28th, 2022. I don't want to beat around the bush here. What happened last night in Medicine Hat is shameful. We have the re-arrest of Tamara Leach, the organizer, fundraiser, spiritual leader, if you will, of the Freedom Convoy. I saw Tamara just two weeks ago at the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedom's George Jonas Awards Freedom Dinner. And at this dinner, she gave a speech. She was given the George Jonas Award, which is quite prestigious in the freedom community in this country, which is sadly not nearly as large as it should be. And she spoke about freedom, not about the convoy. She spoke about freedom. It was very eloquent. She talked about Athens. She talked about democracy. She talked about the idea of human liberty. And she brought everyone to their feet, standing ovations, tears, because this is a woman who has not just spoken about this, but has lived it. Spent more than two weeks, two and a half weeks behind bars after her initial arrest, and now has been arrested yet again by Police and Medicine Hat this time at the behest of Ottawa Police and she's en route back to Ottawa now where she will appear in court tomorrow. And I, I want to talk about this in a, a little bit of detail here. There are still some things we don't have answers to but I think we can speak to the broader idea here that we're seeing an ongoing persecution of Tamara Leach here. Keith Wilson was the lead lawyer for the Freedom Convoy. He joins me on the line now. Keith, you know, you and I spoke a couple of weeks ago or maybe it was the Beginning of last week. And and we were agreeing, sadly, on how there are no shortage of conversations that we need to have as two people that care about freedom. And here we are.
1: Again, yes.
0: Let's go through what we do know first. We do know that this is about an allegation uh, from police that she violated bail conditions. We do know that this was a Canada-wide warrant. Is that typical for that a supposed or alleged infraction?
1: Sure. So <clears throat> I'll, let me set the stage. So yesterday at about five o'clock, I received a phone call from my co-counsel, Eva Chipiak, who had received a call from Tamara, who had just been arrested. And the arrest occurred in Medicine Hat. Tamara works in Medicine Hat, lives in Medicine Hat, and it appears to be as she was leaving work. Um, complete surprise. No forewarning. I mean, it's not like the police didn't know where she was. It's not like she was hiding out, you know, in an attic somewhere. Um, So the, the, uh, she was arrested, taken to the remand center in medicine hat. And the allegation was that she had breached her bail conditions and that there was a Canada wide warrant issued for her. Now, You know, if you're not a criminal lawyer or you don't, you know, engage and you're not a judge in the criminal justice system uh, or a police officer, uh, Canada Wide Warrant, you'd probably think they're very common. They're not. What's been explained to me by the experts in the area is that they're very rare and they're usually reserved for the worst of the worst criminals, for murderers, for multiple serial rapists, for uh, very violent criminals. Um, so the fact that this five- foot tall grandmother, mother, um, no criminal record, used to work as the 911 dispatcher for the Medicine Hat Police. a uh, law-abiding citizen would be have a Canada-wide warrant issued for her just before Canada Day is remarkable
0: do we know which bail condition or conditions police are, are saying she violated?
1: Yes. As of about three hours ago, I've received a, so as you know, Andrew, my role, I'm contract lawyer with the justice center for constitutional freedoms. We're re- representing Tamara and Chris Barber and Sean Thiessen and Tom Morazzo and all these other individuals who have been sued in the class action lawsuit, $300 million lawsuit by the personal injury lawyer in in, in Ottawa. Um, uh, in other news, yesterday we found out in the good news department that the public inquiry commissioner, the judge appointed by the prime minister to hold a public inquiry commissioner, a commission into the invocation of the emergencies act, uh, had agreed that that Tamara and Chris and Tom and my other clients could be represented by me and Eva in that public inquiry process, and that we got full standing. That was the good news of the day. Um so I represent Tamara in a number of different capacities but I'm not a criminal lawyer so we have specialized criminal lawyers so I've received detailed briefings this afternoon from them so uh we now know that the alleged breach is that one of her conditions in addition to her not being allowed to talk about criticizing the government for COVID-19 restrictions or support in favor of the Freedom Convoy whatever that means And that should be troubling in its own right to anybody listening. In addition, she was not allowed to have communications with certain individuals. One of them was Tom Murazzo, but there was a big exception, which was except in the presence of legal counsel because they've all been sued together. So they need to be able to 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 speak to counsel. They were invited by the commissioner of the public inquiry to get counsel and participate in that. So you can see there's a legitimate need for them to have communication. So um, at the awards dinner, after, you know, everybody was mingling, I wasn't there, but you were there and many others were. um, Off camera, the lawyers were there and someone asked to take a picture with Tamara and in her, she was with Tamara and Tom and 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 a few other key players from from Ottawa from the Freedom Convoy, and um, embracing. There it is. That's what in Can, in Trudeau's Canada. That's right there. What gets you a Canada-wide warrant for your arrest? Police officers flying in from across the country to put you in handcuffs and shackles and take you back to Ottawa. That's all it takes. Remarkable. What? Were they not dressed up enough? Like, come on. Army Tom is a retired Canadian Air Force or Air Air Forces Captain. These are incredible uh, examples of Canadians. So, in any event, it's that photograph right there. And of course, what you don't see in the photograph, which you would have saw while you were there, was there was a lot of lawyers in the room, including a number of whom are on my teams representing. Tamara and Tom.
0: Yeah, I think Tamara's criminal uh, legal team was half of one of the tables, which was sitting. I think it's just out of frame from where that picture was. And I I didn't see the picture taken, but I I know where it was taken because I was at that dinner. And I noticed that before we learned what you just shared, and I appreciate you sharing that, Keith, there were a bunch of reporters that were tweeting out that photo as though it is a silver bullet, and they were all conspicuously leaving out that caveat that you mentioned of in the presence of counsel. Now, would you say, and I'm assuming not, but how would you respond to people that say the spirit of that condition was not just lawyers in the room, but specific meetings that were to perhaps discuss legal strategy?
1: Well, uh, the reality is I've been a lawyer for 28 years now. And uh, if I'm at an event like that with my clients, what do you think the probability is that they come to me and don't ask me something about their case and don't discuss, Hey, you know, did you get the application filed for the uh, emergencies act on time yesterday? And you think the judge that was appointed by Trudeau is actually going to let us testify, you know, and tell the truth. So I don't appreciate that distinction. I think it's wishful thinking and not realistic about how the real world works. But again, I think we also need to take a step back here. Why is there bail conditions in the first place? Uh, there's bail conditions because she enga- she's alleged to have committed the crime of counseling mischief, not assault, Not insurrection, and just for the record, Tamara and the Freedom Convoy leaders were always crystal clear. They did not support the MOU from Canada Unity, that other group. Canada Unity started in 2019. The convoy started in January 2022. The convoy was always clear that the only way a government changes is through normal lawful elections called by the Prime Minister full stop. So there was no insurrection, um, there was no violence. All of these allegations of foreign money, arson, guns, rapes have all been proven false or retracted. So she's under these weird bill conditions, highly restrictive, because of an underlying allegation of a crime of counseling mischief. And we, I think we all know what's happening here, and that is she's embarrassed the prime minister. And the prime minister is angry and has sent the message out to all of his people that you shall do what you can to punish this person. How else do you explain that someone with an underlying charge of mischief, whose bail breach is being photographed in an evening dress with a former army officer in his suit, is justification for taxpayer expense of flying an aircraft from Ottawa with detectives to shackle and chain her back to Ottawa.
0: I want to put up on the screen here a little a section. It's not the whole uh, list of conditions, but a section of the bail conditions that uh, Tamara Leach is subjected to here. And you, you've addressed some of these, but I want people to just to see the wording of this. So at the top there, there's all of the people she can't talk to except in the presence of counsel. It says right there, uh, no organization or promotion of anti-COVID mandate activities and Freedom Convoy activities. But number nine, you are not to verbally, in writing, financially, or by any other means, support anything related to the Freedom Convoy. This one is, to me, worse than the social media ban, in the sense that the social media ban is incredibly restrictive. She can't keep in touch with her family the way they all want to get in touch with. But but you know if you're following or not following that one. That line about support for the Freedom Convoy, I mean, a, a, a prosecutor operating in bad faith could put anything in that box if they really wanted to. It doesn't mean it would be held up, but it is a gag order that is absolutely restrictive on her right to free speech. And I know that uh, there are people in this country that should care a lot more about that and and don't. So I think when you talk about the existence of the bail conditions and the substance of those conditions, you're right. That is the, the bigger story here and the bigger injustice that few people seem to be as alarmed by as they should.
1: Yeah. And and that the conditions you just put up, uh, me being the lawyer, I got to look for details, are actually the previous ones.
0: Yeah, yeah, they are. And that that's the one I had. And they have been amended, I, I realize.
1: Just that's why if you're wondering why I was looking off screen, I was bringing them up and comparing the wording. This is the thing. You know, the number of requests that I would get from Tamara and Chris Barber, because he's got restrictive bail conditions as well. Mm-hmm. It was often daily. Sometimes it was three times a day. You know, Um, uh, uh, I was just about to say something I won't because the police might misunderstand it. But the reality is this. These bail conditions are firstly so onerous, punitive and vague that these individuals are constantly walking on eggshells as to, okay, is that a breach of the condition? Is this a breach of the condition? Am I going to suddenly get arrested when I'm driving home? At the end of the day, you know, am I going to be shackled and put in a plane and flown back to Ottawa? So this is there's nothing about this that is reflective of the values as a Canadian that I was raised with. True, North, strong and free, you know, respect for the charter, respect for individuals, respect for diversity, diversity of identity, of culture, of religion, of views. This Prime Minister and his ruthless government have sown incredible divisions in our country and they're continuing to use both punish Tamara for being someone who stands up and says, this is not right. This is not my Canada. Uh, we can do better as Canadians. We can, we can be accommodating and accepting of different views, even with the history we've been through with COVID. Um, and then seeks at the same time manipulate and turn this up think about this Andrew if you're in Ottawa and you're the police chief or you're the minister of public safety or the all of these different titles they have there's so many ministerial titles they just had to give so many of them jobs they created these micro departments but um and you're concerned that there's going to be a lot of people in Ottawa which we've heard there have been and Tamara and the others have had nothing to do with it
0: and Tamara was not even going to be in Ottawa for Canada today. No,
1: absolutely no way she, she was wanted going to be, to be at in in a kind of thing in Alberta, El- right. little party and in Alberta. To, I know. You're a police, you're the police chief, and you want to keep things quieted down, right? And you know there's going to be a lot of people there, as there always is every year, but even more so this year because of what's going on in our country. So you bring Tamara and fly her in to Ottawa right before the day before Canada Day. Put her in the jail in the center of Ottawa? Come on. So, there is a concern upon many of the people on the board of directors, the original convoy leaders, that this is an intentional provocative mood or move and trying to take advantage of the angry mood. So, one of the things that I know Tamara wants me to say to you and, and all the listeners and watcher, viewers is she has always advocated peace. She's all, always advocated respect for the rule of law and to do things in a nonviolent way. And that's what she would want Canadians who are gathering in Ottawa now because it's Canada Day and for the extra reason that we're in these unprecedented times um, to be respectful, to peace, love, respect. Don't, don't take the bait. The truckers were so good in Ottawa. Every time the police provoked, they said, nope, we're not getting violent. Who got violent in the end? The police, not the truckers, not the citizens. So I know that's the message. I've said to myself in doing this interview, what would Tamara want me to get out for her? Her last words to me were, tell Canada when she got arrested, by the way. Uh, make, the, make, make it known that this has happened. So, so that's a message I know she would want delivered
0: is is your belief i mean cuz i've always felt that the state was trying to throw the book at tamara for the reasons you've mentioned in the past and in this discussion you know they don't like how she embarrassed them and and also to dissuade any other people that might want to take a stand for freedom from doing that but is your view keith that there's also a, a deliberate attempt perhaps to inflame a deliberate attempt to bait people that are supportive of Tamara, supportive of the Freedom Convoy, to bait them into something that would, again, further embolden the government's narrative about them?
1: Well, I mean, the government's officials are leaving you with uh, a bad choice. You either have to conclude that they're stupid in doing this. There's no reason why, if they were going to go as far as arresting her, that they couldn't keep her in the Remand Centre in Lethbridge or, 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 or Medicine Hat. It's not like it was full um so why did they take the extraordinary step of rushing her to ottawa right in advance
0: yeah and all the hearings are done by zoom now anyway i think
1: exactly or they're being provocative and i don't know which one it is it could be it could be a bit of both maybe there's half the room that's being provocative and wants a big confrontation so they can go and beat up and brutalize canadians again um or there's a bunch in the room that are just really unbright
0: When we're looking at this unfold, I I know before the George Jonas uh, dinner in Toronto, the Crown was trying to use her future acceptance of that award as justification to throw her back in jail. And when her bail conditions were being reviewed, the Crown was trying to say that her accepting this award was her breaching her conditions effectively. And and the judge seemed to not take too kindly to that argument, although the judge also didn't lift as many of the bail restrictions as Tamara Leach and her counsel so we're we're trying to. But that says to me that they were always just looking for that exact moment that they could use this event or some other event to send her back into jail. Like, that's always been the goal, and it's worry about the evidence, worry about the justification later. So this photo pops up, and I don't know if the Crown had, you know, spies at the dinner or whatever that had to donate to the JCCF, but, you know, wait for the photo to pop up, and they say, okay, boom, this is what we're going to use. And uh, it does strike me as odd. That event was two weeks ago. Why now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing we learned is that the warrant was issued on June 22nd. So they,
0: been sitting, they had been sitting on it for five days.
1: Yeah. Wow. It's the evidence. So this is, even the fact that I just, as I'm listening to you carefully, uh, I just, this is crazy that, that we've had someone arrested for this, that they've spent this much time in jail to begin with before they got released. Then they got released on the conditions that they got released on. No social media, which is basically house arrest nowadays, because that's how everybody communicates and gets their information. Uh, then she can't say anything critical of the government related to COVID, that she <laughs> restrictions, Then she can't advocate for freedom. She can't associate with certain people that she's, on the one hand, involved in defending a crazy class action personal injury lawsuit, uh, as well as simultaneously being invited to give testimony in the public inquiry related to the invocations of the Emergencies Act. And then they go and arrest her right before Canada Day and fly her right into the epicenter of what's about to be a new protest.
0: And the the cruel irony of this too, I mean, there's a lot of cruelty in this, but the protesters, or I shouldn't say that, the people that were going to be celebrating on Canada Day in Ottawa were deliberately saying it wasn't a protest. They were saying they were there to have a party and have a Canada Day festival. Many of them may have become friends and gotten to know each other during the convoy in in January, February. But it wasn't even going to be really a, a protest as I understand it. Now it will be. And that's where you have to wonder if there was something deliberate or at the very least an understanding about it. This, is, this event that was planned has very quickly shifted and is shifting in real time, I think, from one that was just going to be a party to one that's going to have people who are angry. And I think, yeah, the call for peace, the call to remain in that same spirit of the convoy is a critical one.
1: Yeah. And that's Tamara's loudest message, you know, that be peaceful, be respectful. Uh, Don't stoop to the government's level. They're the bullies. Uh, We're the law abiding ones. They're the ones who are are not following the rule of law. Uh, That's where the expression hold the line comes from for freedom fighters is wanting the government to follow the rule of law and stop this overreach of government and respect for the Charter.
0: Where is this going from here? I mean, the bigger picture as well, but also the the logistics of this. I know she has to appear before another judge in Ottawa. As I understand, she she formally gets another charge added uh, of breaching her bail conditions. So are, are we going to see her held in jail for a lengthy period of time again? Or is there a possibility that once she gets to Ottawa after that hearing, she's released again?
1: It is possible. It's possible that the hearing will occur There's uncertainty as to where she is right at this moment. I can tell you that. Um, The indication we had a few hours ago was that she was unlikely they would be able to transport her until um, Monday, July 4th. However, the Ottawa City Police, if you go to their Twitter feed, you will see that they're advertising this in real time like it's some reality TV show um Highly inappropriate, but whatever. That's uh, just the way the Ottawa City Police rolls. Um, and they tweeted twice about it being a Canada-wide warrant, which you would think something they wouldn't want to advertise given how how incriminating that is in its own right. But then they've now indicated that they're expecting her to be back uh, in and uh, in, in, if you go to the next tweet that came up after that one, it uh, might be in the one there you go. Um, Yeah, that she's scheduled to appear in court tomorrow. So she's either going to be in court tomorrow uh, in Ottawa or uh, on Thursday. That you know, and so if she gets let out, I uh, just like have you guys thought this through? But anyway, it's a, it's a tragic time. It's a, a time that Canadians need to really reflect on where their country's going and raise their voice and contact their MPs and share their concerns with their neighbors. Uh, that's how we do things in a democracy.
0: Uh, just one final question, if I may, Keith. I know you spoke to her. I don't know how uh, long you were able to speak to her, but how was her mood? Because I, I've seen she's expressed such tremendous resilience in the past. And and even in her uh, acceptance speech at the Freedom Award uh, dinner for the JCCF, she was not bitter. She was uh, very passionate. How is she now after being arrested yet again?
1: Um, upset. Upset. Not, not the same, same disposition at all. And I, I think partly because she was caught off guard. She kind of had a chance to psychologically prepare for it last time. You know, she knew she, the rumors where she was about to be arrested. I think this caught her completely off guard. And she's also in a situation trying to rebuild her life. I mean, this has had a huge financial impact on her. And she has bills to pay and, and kids and grandkids to help look after as well. And, and now she's going to lose all this income. And and if she another thing that's really worrying her is like, how is she going to get home? She doesn't have the money to buy a plane ticket. So it's just crazy what's going on. Um, And uh, we're going to try and find a way to, to get her financial support.
0: Well, thank you very much for uh, doing that, not just uh, taking up this and, and all the related cases, but also explaining this to people. When, when I've had uh, friends and colleagues from other countries look at this, its they're in disbelief and they, they think I'm lying to them or exaggerating when I, I talk about some of these things. So uh, they're real and, and hopefully we'll find, and we're on the right side of history with them, but hopefully we'll find uh, that that starts to be appreciated in the courts. Keith Wilson, a tremendous lawyer from Edmonton, joins us now. Keith, thank you very
1: much. Thank you, Andrew.
0: Thank you. That is Keith Wilson. And, you know, I, I've, I've got to say a couple of things about Tamara Leach personally here because I've had some opportunities going back to January of, of 2022 to speak with her. And as I mentioned, resilience is the word I would take. I, I don't even think she's someone I would have defined as a fighter in the sense that she's not looking to scrap always. She's not looking for the fight. Uh, the fight has certainly found her and she's risen to it. But she's not someone that has been looking to fight. And I've wanted to sit down with her and have a a formal interview where she can tell her story. And the reason we've not been able to do that is because of these bail conditions, which prevent her from speaking about her story in a way that could not result in her being arrested. As we see, that photo... That photo that mainstream media were circulating has gotten her arrested. I, I want to put up one of the media tweets that was circulating yesterday from Mackenzie Gray at CTV. Uh, her arrest is likely tied to what the Crown would deem to be Leach breaking bail conditions. Last week at the JCCF Awards in Toronto, Leach took a picture with Tom Marazzo. A bail condition for Leach is that she not be with Morazzo. Now, as we know from Keith, it sounds like this photo was actually part of the claim against her, but it was baseless speculation from journalists yesterday, and they were all in their reporting of that, failing to acknowledge that one very important caveat, and we're going to put the bail conditions up again, that very important caveat, and you can see it on the top there, except in the presence of counsel except in the presence of counsel. And you can talk about, oh, the spirit of the law, the letter of the law, but it says what it says. They are in the presence of counsel at that event. And Tom Marazzo, by the way, not even facing charges. Not even facing charges for the Freedom Convoy, although he is a a, a defendant in the lawsuit that's been filed by residents of downtown Ottawa. So Tamara Leach has been prevented from using social media, prevented from telling her story. She's allowed to keep in contact with people privately. And I know uh, people have been sending her letters from all over the world. And she may not even be allowed to reply to them. I don't know. Or maybe she has to reply and just speak in generic platitudes. Like she's responding to uh, letters that are coming across a politician's desk. She's tried to move on with her life. I mean, if you looked, interestingly enough, at this event she was at on the weekend, Sheila Gunn-Reed was there. Tamara Leach, a lot of people don't know, was actually in a band uh, before the convoy, and uh, she got the band together in the most literal sense. And actually, she's quite good. So that was in Alberta. She got the band together. Sheila gunn Reid of Rebel News caught that. And yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. So there she is, just chipper as can be, happy, singing, playing guitar, doing all that. And then a few days later, she finds herself arrested and quickly absconded with to get back to Ottawa. And interestingly enough, when she had her bail conditions reviewed however many weeks back it was, one of the previous conditions was that she wasn't allowed to go to Ottawa. And she actually got, for reasons that uh, can't be publicly disclosed because there's a, a publication ban on them, and I'm aware they're they're very they're they're good reasons. But she was uh, banned from going back to Ottawa originally, and then she got that condition lifted. So the judge said, "Yeah, yeah, you're allowed to go back into Ottawa." Now I don't think she made it back to Ottawa until now. So how cruel that the court says, yeah, you're allowed to go to Ottawa, and then her next trip there is presumably a one-way ticket, but courtesy of, you know, Ottawa police, to get her in front of a judge to answer to a charge. And it shows that they've always wanted her locked up. They've always wanted her locked up. And that is the one inescapable part here, that I don't think... Maybe You know what? Maybe people that hate the convoy are aware of that because they agree with it. I mean, if you looked on Twitter in response to our story and other coverage that she was behind bars, people were giddy online. People were were laughing, joking, cheering about it, saying, yeah, good. Throwing these baseless terms like, oh, treason and sedition and all that stuff on her when, I mean, those charges have never been laid. As Keith Wilson mentioned, the goal of the convoy was always about the peaceful, peaceful advancing of this message in opposition to vaccine mandates and vaccine passports, a message of freedom. And we are live, so if you have any questions you want to share with them, feel free to put them in the chat, whether you're watching on Facebook or Rumble or YouTube. We'll try to get to a few of your questions as the show goes on here. But I I just want to go over a couple of key details here. So Ottawa police say that they got a warrant for her arrest, a Canada-wide warrant, the kind they would put out for murderers so that police would pick her up on her way out of work in Medicine Hat, which, by the way, is a rather humiliating way to go. Because your colleagues, your co-workers, they'll see you get arrested. Can't imagine that's a vision people want. They couldn't have waited until she got home. I don't think she's a flight risk because, like Keith mentioned, she's just going about her life, going to work, going home, going to work, going home. So they bring her back to Ottawa. She may, according to Ottawa police, end up in front of a judge tomorrow, but her lawyers are saying they've heard she might not end up in front of a judge until Monday or Tuesday of next week. Again, uncertainty. They, didn't, they weren't even able to say where she is. When the lawyers don't know where their clients are, that strikes me as a little bit of a concerning detail when it comes to things like due process and justice and all of that jazz. So you look at all of this, and I have to ask, how can anyone say this is not a witch hunt? How can anyone say this isn't a political prosecution that makes her effectively a political prisoner? There's no violence. I mean, people get hung up on this idea of whether it was a legal or illegal protest. And I, I should actually correct the record here because there is this, this one article on some website. Some I can't even remember the name of the website. It has Farmers in the title or something. But it's an article that said a judge has declared the vaccine mandate protest of the Freedom Convoy to be legal. That a judge in the injunction case said it's a legal protest. That's not entirely true. No judge has decided whether this protest in Ottawa was legal or illegal. What people are referring to is that in that injunction case, the judge said that it was specifically limiting its decision to the horn honking question. And apart from the horn honking, they said, yeah, we're not doing anything to do with anyone else or anything else that's going on on Wellington Street or in Ottawa, we're just dealing with the horn honking. So the judge was basically saying this case is about this one specific thing as far as the injunction is concerned. So that judge didn't say the protest was legal. No judge has said that. But conversely, no judge has said it's illegal either. And the big question would be whether or not the charges of mischief or counseling mischief or these other convoy-related charges that have been placed against people like Tamara Leach and Chris Barber actually stick. And I would be baffled, be baffled to see the prosecution let up on this. It's not like a lot of these other COVID-related tickets and lockdown fines from early on in the pandemic that I think will eventually just get dropped. This one they want to see proceed. If you've seen the assistant crown's conduct in the bail hearings for Tamara Leach, you'll see they want to not just throw the book at her. They want to throw every book. They want to throw the whole library at her. And that was why when she was announced as the future recipient of the George Jonas Freedom Award, they had said, oh, she's violating her bail. She's got to go. I get get a lot of people asking, how did she break her bail conditions? How did she break her bail? Joanne asked, Sean asked. Well, let's not use the government's, the police's, the Crown's language here. Let's not ask the question, how did she break her bail conditions? I think the question is, how are they saying she broke her bail conditions? How are they saying? They're saying, according to Keith Wilson, that this photograph of Tamara Leach at the George Jonas Freedom Award dinner. This photograph in which she and a number of other people, uh, if we can put the photo back up on the screen, please, they're saying that this photo of her, in which second from the right there is Tom Marazzo, her fellow organizer, violates the section of her bail conditions that say she can't have contact with a number of these people, of which Tom Marazzo is one of them. And this is that section, which I showed earlier, says, except in the presence of counsel. Except in the presence of counsel. And uh, Keith Wilson's saying here yeah, the lawyers were everywhere. They were very much in the presence of both of their lawyers, both of their counsel, if you will. So if this is the case, this will come down to a judge's decision on what constitutes presence. Does the judge have to be standing between Tom and Tamara with a meter stick? Or can, or a lawyer, sorry, not the judge, the lawyer. Does the lawyer have to be standing between them with a meter stick? Or can the lawyers be around the room watching, keeping an eye on this? Is, is that enough to satisfy that question of, are they in the presence of counsel? But the fact that it's coming down to a question like that, is, I think, indicative of the fact that they just want to lock her up and throw away the key. That's been the goal since the beginning and it continues to be the goal. And, you know, it's only, it's on, you can only expect someone to fight for so long before they no longer have the energy, the will, or, or the means, the means to fight. You know, she does not, I mean, her husband's out there. He's presumably working and she was working. They were working. They were earning an income. She can't afford, no one can afford to just stay locked up indefinitely which shamefully seems to be the Ottawa Police Service's M.O. with all of this. We've got to end things there. My thanks to all of you for tuning into the program here. Canada's most irreverent talk show. We'll keep up on this as the week progresses. And also, the Conservative Leadership Series continues. The next part coming out later this week is going to be my sit-down interview with Roman Babber, the Conservative Leadership Candidate. But we'll have all of the candidates that we'll get through, hopefully, in the weeks ahead. So thanks very much, to all of you, for your kind words on that. And also, because it came out on Friday, my book, The Freedom Convoy the inside story of Three Weeks That Shook the World. I've, I've had people that have reached out to me over the weekend and yesterday saying they've got their copies, they've read it, they've enjoyed it. Haven't had anyone say they hadn't enjoyed it yet, but you know what? I welcome all readers. But I, I just wanted to say thank you to those who did pick that up. It's a bestseller on Amazon, so you can pick it up on Amazon if you would care to there, and also on, uh, well, I think Indigo's got it, Barnes & Noble has it, you can get it from the publisher, Sutherland House Books, and hopefully at your local bookstore as well. And actually, just before I end, I will say something about my book, because I am shamelessly promoting it right now. There was something I uncovered when I was writing the book, and I, I shared something about this on Twitter earlier, that I think bears repeating here. Throughout the convoy, when it was in Ottawa, every time police tried to take something away or stop something, whether it was police stopping the inflow of fuel or the federal government trying to stop the flow of money or police trying to block food from going into the convoy site, every time that happened, more of whatever they tried to stop started showing up the next day. I'm getting excited. I'm banging my microphone around. But every time more showed up, when police seized fuel, people showed up in jerry cans the next day, and we were just bringing fuel in left, right, and center. When police tried to block, I just learned this story last week from one of the convoy organizers. Police blocked a truck from bringing in 20,000 hot dogs. I don't know how big 20,000 hot dogs is. You've got eight in a pack. So you've got 1,000 packs would be 8,000 hot dogs. You'd have to have 2,000 packs for six. So, you know, we're talking about thousands of packs of hot dogs. And the police said no. And a woman with, I believe it was a Lulu lemon bag. It might have been a Louis Vuitton bag, but a Lulu lemon bag, I believe is what it was, a yoga bag, started loading it up with hot dogs and bringing them in, walking them past police. She would dump it, go back, fill it up again, bring it in, dump it, fill it in. And she would just all day bring in these 20,000 hot dogs. And food was shown up at the convoy, left, right, and center. And money. Police said, we're going to freeze bank accounts. We're going to seize money, all of this. And what happened? People started bringing cash, hundreds of thousands of dollars probably when all was said and done, maybe even cracking seven figures. The point of that is that the convoy was a grassroots bottom-up movement. There was no head of the snake to lop off. People like Tamara Leach were certainly leaders of this, but they were not the source of it. So all they do when they try to stop something is cause more of it. This arrest of Tamara Leach, this rearrest, if they think that's going to stop people from loving the freedom, supporting the convoy, standing up against government overreach, they are sorely mistaken. All they're doing is making people more emboldened to stand up and take up that fight. Not a literal fight, so don't you dare take that out of context, but that political fight, that spiritual fight for liberty. They made Tamara Leach a martyr. They continue to make her a martyr, and all it does is make people more aware of what it is that we need to do as citizens to stand up against it. We've got to end things there. My thanks to you all. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, God bless, and good day. Thanks for listening to The Andrew Lawton Show. Support the program by donating to True North at www.tnc.news.